The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. We had Paul Reid with us last Friday, the chair of the Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use, to preview the start of the proceedings over the weekend. We also last week discussed cannabis use in quite considerable detail. But today we want to focus on cocaine and also the suggestion over the weekend from the HSE's uh, head of uh, clinical lead on addiction, Professor Eamon Keenan, suggested that there has been a significant rise in the use of cocaine amongst young women. Uh, So we have two guests to talk to about this. I'm going to start with Professor Bobby Smith, who is a consultant child and adolescent psychiatrist. Uh, Bobby, I know you're concerned about drug use. What do you make of this idea that young women in particular are taking to a drug that might have been more often rightly or wrongly associated with younger and middle-aged men? Um. Yeah, I think that the data that Professor Keenan was referring to was the last general population survey, which did show an uptick in the proportion of young women reporting cocaine use. Uh, looking at the, the proportions using it in the last year rose to about 4%, which is actually very similar to the rates you'd see in young men under the age of 25. Um, so that, that does reflect a bit of a change. Um, it's not, I suppose, maybe a huge surprise against the, the background of other data that we would see in connection to cocaine, that there's definitely been an increase in addiction treatment seeking related to cocaine. There's been an increase in hospitalizations uh, as a result of cocaine use in both men and women. Any indication as to why it is that there is an increased number of people using it? Because you hear a lot of anecdotal stories about it becoming particularly popular on nights out uh, when alcohol has been consumed as well. Yeah, the relationship with alcohol does seem pretty strong for cocaine. Um, and um, I suppose co- co- the patterns of cocaine use across the population do seem to mirror to some extent uh, the state of the economy. Um, cocaine use declined, um, addiction to cocaine declined with the years of austerity. And as we've sort of emerged from that since about 2012, 2013, there's been a steady increase in use. And I don't know, I, I think another thing driving that is just a, a, there's a normalisation of cocaine use, which is perhaps a little bit surprising. That it used to be something people would hide away in the backgrounds and, and not make it very obvious to their peers that they were using. But whatever embarrassment or shame used to exist around its use seems to have uh, greatly diminished. Is there any fear of it, as into potential consequences? Could there be a belief that it's relatively harmless? Um, there probably is insufficient fear of it. Um, as I said, it's certainly resulting in more and more hospitalizations. And when you look at the hospitalization data, I suppose it raises concerns in a different age range. I, I know your focus today is on young women, but you know certainly there's lots of hospitalizations that you see for people in their 30s, 40s and 50s uh, arising from, from cocaine use. So it certainly has very strong effects on, on the heart and, and cardiovascular system and that can, for people who are vulnerable, cause uh, heart attacks, it can cause strokes and so on. We're also joined by Ro McDermott, advice columnist with the Irish Times. Ro, one of the more suppose, stranger things that has been suggested is that maybe young women are using cocaine because they believe that, unlike alcohol, it doesn't contain calories. And for that reason, if they are going to have a drug of choice when they're socialising, why not go for the calorie-free cocaine? Have you heard that? I mean, I have heard these conversations, but I think also it's important to note that there are so many cultural and social factors that cause people to seek out drug use, but also the way we talk about drug use. We 
tend to use it on a binary. Either you have never taken any drugs in your life or you are a drug user. And I think that kind of very extreme pathologizing of drug use can make people feel like they're outside of the conversation um, because it's this binary rather than looking at drug use on a spectrum. So I think that's the first issue. And I think that can be really harmful because then if we talk about people who take cocaine, some people might feel like, oh, I've taken cocaine once or twice at a party, but these conversations aren't about me. So they ignore conversations about risk and harm. So I think addressing that is really big. But I do think there can be gendered issues. And I think what's really important to note is a lot of the research we've done on drug use and cocaine use in particular has been on men. So both the physiological effects of cocaine and addiction, but also the reasons why people use them. And I think for women, the reasons can vary. So there are issues of some women can use them because they believe it might help with weight loss. And if you look at that in conjunction with the Ozempic um issue that's happening now where people are using this diabetes drug in order to lose weight. So looking at that as a societal issue, like what pressure young women are under to um, adhere to constantly changing and constantly impossible beauty standards is really impactful. But also looking at the pressures facing women and why they might be turning to cocaine. So if you look at young mothers, for example, who we very rarely hear uh, about in conversations about drug use. But if you look at childcare costs, the housing crisis, the cost of living crisis, the fact that women are still facing a gender pay gap, that women are still expected to do all the domestic work at home, the care work in terms of children and elderly relatives, the amount of pressure that young women are under. So some people can turn to drugs in order to try to manage daily life and have enough energy to get all the tasks done that they're under pressure to do and we don't have those conversations because those conversations would mean opening it up and going how have we failed women on so many levels that they're under so much pressure and then I think there are issues of I work with um, I teach in UCD and I teach young people and seeing young people who were going through COVID who had two years of not socialising two years where gathering together was literally filled with fear and paranoia and now we haven't catered for that at all and the trauma of that and you might just social anxiety and so a lot of people young people also turn to cocaine because it helps them deal with social anxiety well, and enter into social spaces there's another listener has a much another very practical reason why the, this listener says young people turn to cocaine they're saying it's cheaper than alcohol so they'll just do it on the basis of price I also think we have completely, I'm going to speak specifically about Dublin, but we have completely decimated the social culture in Dublin. If you look at where do people go, there used to be nightclubs, there used to be places where you could go dance and be together and enjoy each other. And if you look at the reasons that people turn to cocaine in terms of, you know, the moments of euphoria or gathering or connection, or for some people, they might see it as something enjoyable to do occasionally. We have decimated the normal, natural ways of doing that. And so people are trying to replicate those moments in house parties. But again, acknowledging that would acknowledge how, like, we've gotten rid of all the social, cultural aspects of Dublin life. Okay, well, let me go to Professor Bobby Smith on that. What do you make of those arguments, Bobby? Um, Certainly the points about uh, varying motivations between men and women and the need to explore those and understand those better um, certainly makes an awful lot of sense and it's something I suppose that that researchers in the field of addiction have begun to do a little bit more of. Historically drug addiction and alcohol addiction I suppose were very male dominated Um, so you would certainly necessary to consider different motivating factors for, for women versus men uh, for heading into this world. Um, on the issue of sort of 
cocaine being sort of cheaper than alcohol, I think the big deterrent actually for people using cocaine is really its cost. Um, it's expensive. Um, and um, so, so is it not cheaper than alcohol? No, I don't think so. Uh, you can get drink yourself into oblivion uh, from an off-license for about 15 euro. Um, that, won't, that won't really cut the mustard in terms of cocaine for more than half an hour anyway. So... Um, Okay. All right. Look, we will leave it there. Thank you very much, Professor Bobby Smith, consultant, child and adolescent psychiatrist, and Ro McDermott, advice columnist with the Irish Times. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30.